Welcome to 321 iRelaunch, the podcast where we discuss strategies, advice, and success stories about returning to work after a career break. I'm Carol Fishman-Cohen, the chair and co-founder of iRelaunch, and your host for today. Today, we welcome Lisa Fenton, supply chain manager for Rapala VMC Corporation, where she has worked since 2011 and has been promoted three times. Lisa relaunched her career in the supply chain field at the end of 2009. She created an effective return to work plan for herself, and we're going to talk about the details today. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to 321i Relaunch. We have a lot to talk about. Thank you very much, Carol. So, so happy to have you. Um, before we launch into the details about your relaunch, can you tell us about your career path leading up to taking your career break? Sure. Thank you very much. So before I joined Supply Chain, um, I started off uh, with a marketing diploma from Durham College. I entered the workforce uh, first position as a retail clothing uh, manager at a retail store. From there, I gave myself a timeline where I wanted to uh, go further into marketing. So I joined uh, a local company in Toronto um, as an inside sales rep. They provided connectors um, and custom connectors to the marketplace. Um, From there, I found it was just too much to do the commute from where we were living at the time. So I then looked for a local position, uh, found a position as a buyer at a computer store, a local computer store, where I purchased everything from uh, hardware to software to uh, scanners, uh, printers, uh, custom cable assemblies, a variety of products. And um, from there, uh, unfortunately, that business dissolved. It was a family business and they decided to part ways. So I looked for another position locally and was lucky to find the actual manufacturer that I was buying from at that store who made custom cable assemblies. They were located locally. So I joined them uh, for a few years and then uh, we decided to start our family. And after that time, uh, I decided not to return to the workforce. So you have a strong background in purchasing and logistics to begin with. Yes, thank you. Um, And then uh, can you tell us how long your career break was and at what point you uh, recognized you were ready to start going back to work? Sure. So as I mentioned, I stayed home uh, after we had our first son and we had two more uh, sons after that. And As they were becoming more independent, uh, we decided as a family that it was time to, uh, for me to get back into the workforce. So then I I decided to start my journey of uh, trying to get back to the workforce. And can you walk us through your thought process and and, uh, some of the steps that you you took? I, when we uh, first met and, and we talked about your relaunch, I was so struck by um, some of the unique steps that you took, uh, and I'd love for our audience to to hear more about them. Sure. So as any stay-at-home mom, I was just pondering the idea, how do I start? Where do I start? So I kind of broke it down into three areas. I thought about the economy. I thought about our boys, and I thought about myself. How are all of these three things going to fit into my plan? So 
for the economy, I started looking at what areas, uh, what industries were doing well at that time. I grabbed an economic report and focused in on uh, successful industries in our local area. I then uh, looked at the jobs that they were posting. Uh, I then broke it down further and thought, what three common skills are they uh, looking for in these positions? So once I had that information, I then thought, well, I need to uh, transition the boys back to uh, a mom who's going back to work. So who was I going to get to care for the boys? Uh, what costs were involved? Um, how would I arrange for them to get there before and after school? Um, those types of things. Then I went further into uh, the question I was giving myself and looked at myself and wondered, well, where am I going to get updated skills? Where am I going to get a current reference? Uh, how am I going to get my professional skills up to date? And from there, I developed uh, a gap analysis for myself. So wait, you call this a gap analysis, and that meant like a detailed look at where you were and where you thought you might be going and what needed to happen to close that gap it, purely from a skills standpoint? Is, is that how you thought about it? Yes, absolutely. So what I did was basically, like I mentioned, I looked at those three common skills that were most often being posted. And then I looked at the skills that I had before I left the workforce and questioned myself as how do I get those skills back up to date uh, very cost effectively and very quickly? Because with three little boys, it's a challenge to update your skills and Obviously, the budget and the time are really a concern when you're looking at doing that kind of upgrading for yourself. So what was what did you find out and then what did you end up doing? Uh, what I realized was the skills that I had before I left the workforce were still the skills that they were looking for. Um, most commonly, they were looking for upgraded uh, Microsoft skills. Um, at the time, I was just trying to get into an entry-level position, so they were also looking for um, CPR, because if you were going to go in an entry-level position, often it would be receptionist or administrative type role that you'd be looking at. So I was looking Wait, at... Can you, oh, sorry to interrupt. What's CPR? Can you tell our audience? Um, CPR, first aid, like how to oh, resuscitate CPR someone. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was something that stood for something in the purchasing field. Or something. Okay, no. got it. Okay. Yeah. That's All right. Okay. You and, know what CPR is. Um, then I also was looking at my professional skills. How was I going to update uh, those as well along the journey? Um, I want to share first off kind of a story that started the whole bit of momentum of getting back into the workforce. So as I mentioned, I did this gap analysis um, and I was looking for opportunities to network with people. I came across a, a free event offered by our supply chain group. It was a sustainability event being held in Toronto. And so I thought, well, how am I going to prepare myself for this event? So I went and got a new haircut, updated my outfit, uh, created a networking card for myself, and then uh, got a pass to go to this event. And basically, I just hopped on the train. It's a 45-minute train ride into Toronto, into the city. Uh, I arrived at the event, and just before the event, I kind of stood back, uh, gave myself a once-over to make sure I was uh, looking professional, everything was in place. Uh, I looked at my pass, and I thought to myself, 
I'm really no different than the people who already have a job. I just have to go in there, present myself as a professional, and hopefully uh, I can meet some people who will have opportunities or know of opportunities coming up. And so that was the first challenge of uh, starting my network uh, with professional people in the industry. So, so you sort of stood right outside the door before you were walking into this big event and you gave yourself a pep talk. Yes, I told myself, uh, you can do this. The only difference between myself and those other professionals walking through the door is that I don't have a name on my tag and a name of, of a company, that is, because, you know, the hello tags, they say your name and your company name on them. Right. So I thought, well, what a great opportunity to hand out as many cards as I can, meet as many people as I can, and hopefully uh, come away with a, a job possibility. What did you put on the card? On my networking card, I put my name, uh, my email address, and then I took three of my top uh, relatable skills and just put those in bullet point on my card. Can, do you remember what they were? I know this was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> or just a couple of them? Yeah. Um, I, honestly, I, I, I can't remember, but I know they were three um, relatable skills, like it probably was Microsoft uh, programs, you know, fluent in Microsoft uh, Office Suite, um, because supply chain, you're usually solving problems. Another might have been a uh, problem solver, that kind of thing. Just basic key um, points that I just thought would be good to introduce myself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to others. And okay, so can you tell us, like when you're at the event, you walk in the door and there are all these people and what happened? So it was really exciting. There was uh, a couple hundred people, as I mentioned, I had been at home uh, with my boys for 12 years. So it was a little nerve wracking to walk in there. But I was just under the mindset that I would meet as many people as I could, hand out as many cards as I could, and just share my journey with uh, other professional peers to see if there would be any opportunities out there. And one of the ladies who I was speaking with uh, was very, very interested in my journey. And she said, you know, I really like your journey. I like how you're approaching uh, getting back into the workforce. Uh, would you be interested in writing an article? And I was so excited. I couldn't, I could barely uh, sit through the rest of the <laughs> presentations. Uh <-huh. laughs> and so uh, I couldn't sit still on the train ride home, I was just thrilled to have the opportunity to share my story. So I went home and I wrote an article on the steps that we discussed and presented it to her. And she thought it was great. And a couple months later, it was published in uh, Purchasing B2B, which is distributed across Canada. Uh, recently, they've changed their name to Supply Pro, but uh, before it was Purchasing B2B. And this person you met was an editor there or, or a writer? Yes. Yeah. She was the editor of purchasing B2B wow. at the time. Yeah. And you just happen to walk in and, and, and among all the people you were talking to, that was one of the conversations. It was, and it was so nice to meet somebody who was uh, just willing to listen, like, you know, willing to hear my journey and thought it was great and wanted to help in any way she could help. So it was, it was a really great experience. Wow. Um, so, uh, beyond, so that article comes out, you're still in relaunch mode, you're trying to get a job. So what happens after that, that led to your 
first opportunity. Okay. So, um, you know, as I mentioned, I was networking and uh, I had given myself a year to get back into the workforce and uh, I had an area in mind, a local area that I wanted to target. And within that local area, I um, was searching companies. You know, I was just canvassing companies, uh, going out and dropping off just my networking card. Um, I was also cold calling companies. And one of the companies that I cold called, I left a message on the HR lady's uh, voicemail, just presented myself and said, uh, here I am, uh, here's my name, here's my uh, contact information, here's what I've done in the past inside sales, customer service, uh, purchasing, buying, uh, you know, if you know of any positions that might be coming up in your company, uh, please give me a call back. And to my surprise, she called me back. <laughs> and did you, so they didn't actually have a job posted that had this description, but you you were just getting in touch with HR people or wherever you could find a a contact information. I guess at the time it was mostly by phone or were you doing this by email too? Um, I was mostly doing it by phone at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I did find her contact information on the company website Mm -hmm. and uh, she got back in touch with me and uh, mentioned that, you know, in a couple of months, they may have customer service positions becoming available. Why don't I send her uh, my resume and my cover letter? So I took the opportunity, uh, gave her that information. And from there, she called me back and said, we'd like to meet with you. Uh, we'd like to have an interview with you. Wow, that's pretty unusual. Um, yeah. yeah. Was th- let me ask you, was this a small or medium sized company? Or was this a, a much uh, bigger company? In terms of in Canada, they're a small company, but they're worldwide. Uh, they have worldwide offices and worldwide manufacturing facilities. So um, it was a local company that was not too far from where we live. So I was excited about that because it wasn't commuting into the big city of mm-hmm. Toronto, mm-hmm. <laughs> which can be very time consuming. Wow. So yeah. what, So did that lead? Did you actually get hired there? Um, yeah, so I'd, I'd like to share a little bit about that interview. It was, um, yeah. I prepared myself the same way. I, I got in a professional mindset, got my professional uh, suit on, got my resume cover letter, contacted my previous um, uh, people that I had used as references in the past, updated them and let them know. I went on LinkedIn and looked at the individuals who were going to be interviewing me. I went in and did company research and just learned as much as I could about that company. And the the great thing about it was that some of the products that they provided were similar to the products that I had purchased in the past. So I had familiarity with some of their product line, which I believe helped a bit. And I approached the interview, um, went in that day with a great mindset, had lots of information in the back of my head about their company, uh, their company history and the people who are interviewing me. Um, I took my networking card and I presented that. Also during the interview, I presented a PowerPoint presentation that I had done for a communications workshop during the summer to update my professional skills. Um, I had taught myself PowerPoint over that summer. I had also taught myself Visio. And through my um, plan to get back to work, I had done a timeline on Visio with little tiny points all along the way milestones mm-hmm. in terms of what I wanted to do to get back to the workforce. I took those two pieces in with me with, along with my networking card. 
uh, presented myself as a professional and had a really great time with the interview uh, because I knew so much about the company or they, they questioned me and said, well, do you really know a lot about this company? And I said, Mm -hmm. sure, I know a lot. And um, they then said to me, well, let's turn this around. You interview us. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. And so we kind of played a game of trivia and went back and forth and had a great time and ended up laughing and really enjoying the interview. That is, that is excellent. Well, let me just ask you a few additional points there. So you said you had this um, PowerPoint presentation. Was it printed out or did you have it on your computer? Uh, no, I had printed a hard copy. Um, the okay. presentation that I had done was for a communications workshop to get back into uh, the purchasing side of my skill set. So I taught myself PowerPoint and I'm so glad that I did because uh, before I went to this interview, the workshop that I went to, I walked into a room full of 25 people and my teacher said, great, welcome, uh, have a seat. We're going to do this pre- this communications workshop. And at the end, oh, by the way, you're doing a PowerPoint presentation. Let me ask you a couple more things. So when you said you had familiarity with some of their product line, that was from over 12 years before, correct? Correct, yes. Um, and, and also when you said you got in touch with references, were those references from years before people you had worked for, or were they were some other references of volunteer work or something that had happened during your career break? Uh, yes, actually both, uh, were from years before when I had worked before I had left the workforce and one was from, um, a school, a local school that I had done some volunteering, um, for at lunchtime when the kids were in school. Uh, that was one of the things I was trying to get a current reference as well as use my future reference. So ah, it was a combination. Okay. And the and the one from years ago, you went back to your old boss or other people in the organization and told them what you were doing and asked, or how did that happen? Yeah, I had kept in contact with a few of them over the years, just, you know, here and there, sending them a Christmas cards, uh, sending them an email, just saying, hey, you know, um, how's it going? I see you're on LinkedIn, you're doing this and that. And we had kept in touch just briefly, but I updated them uh, because I wanted them to feel comfortable about being approached as being a reference. I wanted them to know uh, where I was at and what I was looking at in terms of positions to get back into the workforce. Wow. Well, that, that is terrific. And that's a question that a lot of our relaunchers have. Um, Is it okay to go back to people from that far back in your past and do employers look at those references seriously and we know that they do so it's a great um example that you're presenting to our audience that um that that you pursued those references from from years before and that you had some contact um periodically even if it might have been a Christmas card here or there. Uh, it you know it only needs to be occasional contact, and even if you hadn't, you might have have been able to go back um, and ask them if you remember them. We say they remember you if you were a strong performer. Um, before we go forward, Lisa, I just want to remind our listeners that they're listening to Three Two One. I relaunch the podcast where we talk about strategies, advice, and success stories about returning to work after a career break. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, your host, and today I'm speaking with relauncher Lisa Fenton, who's a supply chain manager and has been back at work since 2009. And we're talking about her very creative uh, and excellent return to work 
strategy as she made her way back. Uh, Lisa, can you talk to us um, more about how you were able to look at that interview process? And it sounds like you ended up having a great time and you totally overprepared, um, but that maybe made it less stressful. Um, How did you view it to get yourself in the right mindset to be your best self when you when you're in that interview process? Sure. Thank you. Um, So I've always looked at an interview as a process where I want to find out if this place is a good place for me. Uh, Does it have a good culture? Does it have uh, programs that offer, you know, upgrading your education? Um, Not just the actual job itself, but does the company uh, have good initiatives? Do they have, um, you know, uh, goodwill out in the industry? There's many things that you need to consider when you're going into the interview. And I think that researching and getting in a good place really helps you focus on your needs as in terms of finding out if it's a good fit for yourself. So you essentially looked at it um, as a research project and then you did like a ton of research. Yes, absolutely. I went on the web website and as I mentioned, I looked at the company history. Um, I also went on the profiles of the individuals who were interviewing me because it's not just about the company, it's about are you a good fit with that boss or that potential boss or even that boss's boss? Because I interviewed with two people for this position. One was the direct report and the other was the report above her. And I'm really glad that I did because I actually found that I actually um, meshed better with the person who was making the decision, which was really important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And let me just jump back to one thing that I realized I didn't ask you enough about. When you did the um, gap analysis and you came out, you saw that there there are these three common skills that a lot of the jobs were looking for, and you knew that ultimately you wanted to be in a uh, supply chain kind of a role. Did you? Were there some very specific? industry skills that you needed, like special kinds of software beyond the Microsoft Office suite or some something else that you needed to update in in order to feel qualified to start applying? Yes, absolutely. So in the supply chain field, there's uh, designations that really help you gain credibility. And at that time uh, that I was looking to go back to work, I didn't have the designation. I was one workshop short of getting um, just a paper, a certificate saying, uh, you know, you're a purchaser. Um, So that's why I looked into the communications workshop and did that over the summer. That enabled me to get the first step in that designation, just a basic certificate. really what my plan was to do to get back to work was to get an entry-level job, um, stay in that job for hopefully only a year, and then progress back into supply chain. And the focus of getting the first job was to enable myself to financially uh, participate in getting your designation because uh, it's a three-year program, uh, part-time. You can do it while you're working, and uh, it's offered across various colleges across Canada Uh, some universities and also online. And I thought the best option for me was online because time-wise I couldn't get into the city. I was trying to get back into the workforce Uh, with three little kids. It was really challenging. So I was really trying to focus on getting a job to get back into uh, getting my designation and getting back into the supply chain field. 
Got it. So um, tell us more about what happened once you were in the first job and what it then led to. So the first job was great. Um, as I mentioned, it was a customer service job. Uh, it was very technical in nature. Uh, there was about 16 uh, inside sales uh, customer service people, and they had a great program for uh, new employees. It basically was a three-month program, but it, in, it was very detailed. It included uh, getting trained on phones and faxes and scanners and how to use their programs, their their system at the time was SAP, and it also included uh, online training uh, for technical specifications. They actually had their own online university with 50 modules that you could access at any time and do an online uh, training and get a certificate for. Um, I was uh, so thrilled that they had this kind of training because having been out of the workforce for a long time, it was really a great uh great opportunity to get that upgrading that I needed to move forward. And I think that um, I just wanted to be in the best position as possible to get into that next step. And I think it really helped uh, having those resource, resources available. So you were able to access these training modules even at, at any time, like outside your, your work day um, to update skills further? Yeah, absolutely. They, um, they had an online login where you could just use your password, go in and do the work. Uh, if you chose to do it at home, I chose to do it in the office uh, environment because I found I was able to squeeze a few in here and there. Um, as I mentioned, there was 50 modules that that were available for you to look at. Part of the requirements of our training was that we had to complete at least two a month. And in the three months I was there, I decided I wanted to do all of them. I wanted to learn as much about the product as I could uh, to put myself in the best position possible to move into the planning department. Wow. Well, you know, you sound to me like a fearless learner. You taught yourself PowerPoint. You jumped in and did all of this training. Um, is that a characteristic that you've had your whole life or uh, did you have to develop that in some way? Is, is that just part of your DNA? I think it just comes with um, moving along in your career, I guess, you kind of just decide that you want to be in the best possible position that you can be in. And once you have that mindset, um, you can take good things from others like job shadowing, you can take, um, you know, ideas from them, combine them with your ideas, and it helps you move forward in such a great, such a great way. Talk a little bit more about that job shadowing. Like, how did that happen? Did you have to approach people and ask permission? And how did you have time to work that into your work? Day? <laughs> yeah, as I mentioned, they had a great training program at this company. They mandated that we sit with uh, a couple of customer service reps. Uh, there was three pods at the time in the office. There was the Western pod, the Eastern pod, and the Central pod. And depending on the time zone that you covered, that was the pod area that you were in. I was in the central time zone for Toronto and I job shadowed all the time zones, which was great to get uh, different perspectives from each of these individuals. Each pod had, uh, I believe, four or five customer service reps. And I just had the opportunity to sit with them every day and see uh, a typical day. You know, how did they get through the day? How did they answer all the emails? How did they do their training? How did they keep up with their reporting? Uh, it was just a great opportunity to figure out what was the best way that they got through their day and then incorporate that in uh, my day going forward. 
tell us what happened after that. Like, how did you then get into your next role? And was it with the same company? Yes. Uh, so I mentioned that we had the three month probation and it was really intense training. And I was coming up near the end of my uh, three months probation time. I had done and met all the requirements of the training. I mentioned that I, I completed all the modules that were available in the university um, module to gain the product knowledge. Uh, I had also really tried to dig into SAP and find out how the planners used the program for to get their answers. Uh, and then I was visualizing that I really wanted to be in the planning department. And it so happened that one of the other planners gave her notice. And I was like, wow, okay, here's my opportunity. I've got my training done. I've done as much product knowledge as I could. I had updated a little bit of my purchasing skills at that time. Uh, so I approached my boss and I said, I really want to apply for this job. And obviously she was not very happy. <laughs> um but she understood that that was really where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, uh, she gave me permission to apply for that position. Uh, so so I did the same boss, kind of... Right? She was... Yeah, absolutely. Because she had... Yeah. She could see that you, they would be able to keep you in the organization, that you were motivated, that this is where you wanted to be. And she didn't get territorial about it and, and let you move forward. She didn't. Um, I mentioned to her that I would be able to help her team more if I was in the planning side. So that's how I kind of approached it. Mm -hmm. If that's smart. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And uh, so then I did the same kind of preparation that I had done before to get into the company. I, um, you know, got in a professional mindset. I looked at my supply chain notes. I looked at negotiating, kind of got in the interview mindset again, contacted all my uh, references and said, hey, guys, I'm here, but I want to move forward. Here's my new position that I'm going for. Uh, please note that you might be contacted again, and here's why. So uh, thankfully, it worked out. Yeah. Wow. Um, so you have been back now for seven years or more is it um just over seven years yeah uh, in the in the position where I'm at I was uh almost two years at the first position where I was uh first a customer service rep and then joined the planning department mm -hmm. so yeah wow I mean it sounds like you went about this in just the most amazing way and the gap analysis the shadowing the prep the visualization about visualizing yourself in the next role, all of these steps are, are very interesting and and pretty unique. And and I'm just I feel I'm so grateful to you for sharing this um, with our audience. So Lisa, we're we're running out of time. Um, I would love to be talking to you for much longer about all this, but thank you for everything that you've shared so far. Um, I wanted to close with the final question that we ask all of our podcast guests, and that is, what is your top piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something that we've already talked about today? Yes, thank you, Carol. Um, what I think I would have done differently is I would have looked closer at the industries that were similar to what I'd been in before I had left, and I also think I would have expanded on the distance of my search. I was really trying to keep it within a short commute. And I think it was just too limiting in terms of the jobs that were available in that local area at the time. Mm -hmm. 
Interesting. Commute is really important. And, you know, um, we talked to relaunchers about it and we've had relaunchers tell us that uh, if they were in a job, even if it was in a, a dream job, but the commute was way too long, that that over time um, was an issue. So to think about commute um, as part of your uh, criteria and what's reasonable and what's not reasonable in terms of how long you can sustain a long commute or whether a short commute would enable so many other parts of your relaunch to fall into place is uh, is definitely a, a an important consideration. Lisa, thank you so much uh, for speaking with us today. Uh, can you tell our listeners how they can access your website? I understand that you have um, not only that first article that you published, but some subsequent articles. So maybe can you tell us a little bit about those and what's on the website and the website uh, URL itself? Yes, thanks, Carol. Okay, so the first website that I published, Making a Comeback, and also the subsequent one, Hitting the Comeback Trail, as well as a most recent article I've written, A Beautiful Friendship, which is collaboration between supply chain and finance. You can find all these articles on my new website, propelledbypossibility.com. Can you spell that for us, please, just so everyone knows how to act? Up? Sure. P R O P E. L-L-E-D-B-Y-P-O-S-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y.com. Awesome. Um, so propelledbypossibility.com. That's excellent. Lisa, thank you so much. Thank you. It was great to be here today. Well, it was great having you. You have been listening to 321i Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss strategies, advice, and success stories about returning to work after a career break. I'm Carol Fishman-Cohen, your host, and I'm the chair and co-founder of iRelaunch. For more information about iRelaunch, go to iRelaunch.com. And if you like this podcast, be sure to rate it on iTunes and your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to share this podcast with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. Thanks for joining us.